Check out the latest local videos at DailyDodge.com, brought to you by Clearview. That's what we call a liner in the radio business. Here we are, 39 degrees on our way to 43 degrees on this Monday afternoon. It is 33 minutes past the 12 o'clock hour. It is now time for our community comment program. Our guest on today's community comment is the uh, the new executive director of PAVE, uh, which is the uh, domestic violence shelter located uh, in Beaver Dam that serves a, uh, a good portion of our region. We want to welcome into the conversation Executive Director Emily Shire. Thank you so much for joining us today, Emily. Thanks for having me, Craig. And the phone number, if you've got a question or a comment, 920-885-4446. That's 920-885-4446. And um, I, I think we should maybe start off uh, simply enough by welcoming you to uh, to this uh, this new position. Thanks, Craig. Yeah. How long have you been uh, Executive Director It's now? just been about a month, okay. so it's real new. Well, um, that is, uh, you know, and it, it's, uh, I hear um, oftentimes it's a very uh, difficult job uh, that uh, that one has, and I, I imagine you're probably finding that out uh, here four weeks in. Absolutely. Just the role as an executive director um, for a nonprofit organization, a community-based organization. Um, I've had a really warm welcome from some other executive directors of agencies. Um, there's not a lot of women executive directors in the area in leadership roles, so I really appreciate um, the folks that have welcomed me and from other organizations. So tell us a little bit about yourself. Sure. Um, I have been in the Dodge County area for, I think, about, I, I based this off of the age of the child that I had, the youngest child, um, when we came to the Beaver Dam, Fox Lake area, um, about 17 years we've been in the area. So I'm well aware of what PAVE is as a resource in the community. Um, it's an organization that a lot of other organizations that I've been a part of have um, donated to and volunteered for. Um, and I, I really love the mission of PAVE and was super excited at the opportunity to become one of the leaders at that organization. So uh, tell me what it is that, uh, in, in you know, we should mention to our, uh, our listeners, we're going to be uh, digging into the um, kind of the topic at hand is going to be uh, teen uh, dating violence. Uh, it is uh, Teen Dating Violence Awareness Month. Uh, and uh, we'll be talking about that in just a little bit. But while we have this opportunity, uh, and what with you being new in the role, I was hoping you could maybe take a moment to explain to our listeners exactly what that role means in the context of PAVE. Sure. Um, so our our we start kind of, I think, first impression for a lot of folks that are in need of or might need our services would be calling or texting our hotline number. And when they would call or text our hotline, they would have on the other end of the phone an advocate. Um, and that may be, uh, our advocates are all trained in crisis intervention or responding, listening, um, just active listening to what the situation is, and then being able to sort of triage or help with resources that that person might be in need of. Sometimes they just need to check in and talk about something that happened to them. Um, they might need to check in and see if what happened to them is normal, if it's acceptable. Um, or they might be in need of, of more interactive services and resources. So it starts with that phone call. It starts with that text message um, or coming in during our office hours. 
And so the folks that they're talking to, those advocates, those are the people on my team um, that I am providing organization for, training for, hiring for. Uh, We'll get to that in a little bit because I do have a few openings um, to build my team of really stellar staff at PAVE. So um, that's, you know, kind of my role is to interact with not only the staff, but then the community. Um, We have a strong volunteer program. So folks that would like to volunteer at PAVE uh, would check in with me about what we have in terms of opportunities. And um, then I also am uh, supported by our board of directors. So we are a nonprofit organization, and I, uh, my advisor or boss is a group of usually about 9 to 13 uh, also volunteers that serve on the PAVE board of directors. So the, um, the, the makeup then of, uh, of your organization, um, run through that for us, if you would, in terms of the, the advocates that you have and in what areas they specialize in. Sure. Um, so we have uh, advocates are all trained to speak with people about domestic violence and sexual assault. Um, and work with community agencies to provide services. But we also have, each of our advocates has sort of specialty areas that they have special training in. Um, That would include family advocacy, teen advocacy, and children's services. Uh, We have an advocate that is specializing in underserved populations. So when I talk about underserved, that could be Spanish speakers, the elderly, um, that can be our LGBTQ plus population, um, really anyone who d- maybe doesn't have as much representation in our community. And uh, then we also have two bilingual advocates. So if we get a caller that is Spanish speaking only or primarily Spanish speaking, we're able to uh, correspond in their home language and um, resor- give them resources that way. Um, and then also uh, our, domest- our um, volunteer coordinator. So if someone's calling for maybe a group that wants to do a project for us or help our organization out, um, then we have somebody that is specifically designated for our volunteers to make sure that our volunteers are um, treated really well, but also that they are screened um, and that we're keeping our shelter residents safe, keeping everyone um, who needs confidentiality in terms of receiving our services um, confidential and safe. And when you referenced earlier um, a need for volunteers, uh, some openings that are available at uh at PAVE, would it be in some of these areas that you just mentioned? It would be in just about any area that someone could volunteer. So we um, we we accept donations, of course. One way of volunteering is uh, funding just for our uh, you know programming needs, um, our operational expenses. We um, one of the other roles that I have as executive director is writing and rewriting and maintaining and checking in and giving reports on grants. So we. Um, most of our staff funds come from grants that we receive, uh, including the United Way of, Do- of Dodge County um, and several other grants uh, through the federal government, um, through DCF. We have a wonderful array of uh, services that are just provided through grants alone. So. Um, when I'm busy writing those pieces, um, we still have to 
uh, tend to our lawn <laughs> and our snow removal and cleaning. Um, and then we provide, uh, it's a small version of a food pantry, and we also provide household items um, hygiene items for people. Sometimes we have people come in, Craig, and they really just have the shirt on their back. And they might need clothing, they might need food, they may not be ready to leave a violent situation, um, but they might need to bring in some resources like food into their current home environment. So um, making sure that we not only work with other agencies in town, like the food pantries, um, but also have our own stores for emergencies. So uh, folks can certainly make a a cash donation to PAVE in in, uh, just a minute. Maybe I'll ask you to explain how they could do that. But are uh, in-kind donations of uh, non-perishable food items or perishable food items or hygiene items also something that could be uh, dropped off just today by the public? Absolutely. Uh, Our offices are open Monday through Friday from 8 a.m. to 4 p.m. at uh, 111 East Burnett Street. Um, It's uh, across from the Casey's parking lot and across from La Tapatia Mexican Restaurant. And uh, we can meet them at our staff door and then open a larger door to to log in donations. And then we have volunteers who help inventory those and log them and can provide a donation receipt if an organization would like to have that documentation as well. Is the is PAVE um, completely into the 111 Burnett building at this point? Well, that is the question of the hour. So um, we do have our offices completely in that building um, and also able to have off, uh, staff at our shelter. Um, we are not open as a shelter at the Burnett Street location. Um, that is uh, a build-out that is currently in process um, that is funded by our generous donors, our capital campaign donors, and a neighborhood grant that we received. Um, so I just met with the architect again this morning and gave the approval on the final the final designs, um, and we are forging forward with that. But in the meantime, it's just offices over there. Is there a timeline at this point? Um I was told by our architect that we like to have it buttoned up. That was the phrase he used, buttoned (laughs) up by the end of this year. Oh, wow. Okay, that's great. So moving along quickly. Mm -hmm. Uh, The the capital campaign could use some donations, though. This is all tax-deductible 501c3 stuff we're talking about here, right? You got it. Absolutely. How would I I go about getting that donation to you? Do you guys do Venmo? <laughs> we do have a PayPal account, actually. It's funny you should mention it. Um, some of our Sweet Thanks local fundraiser in April, um, we do uh, online auction with that. So we are pretty up with the times on receiving donations, and that's all up up on the books. Um, so, um, but really, uh, to not get fees through some of those sources online, uh, our preference would always be an old-fashioned check, uh, either mailed to us, um, to our uh, P.O. box is one way to do it, or just drop it off at our offices. Um, Our P.O. box is 561, P.O. box 561 in Beaver Dam, 53916, or uh, just drop that by our offices to our staff. Okay, some good things to keep in mind, and uh, Sweet Thanks is happening again this year, right? It sure is, 14th annual. Excellent, very exciting. We're having you, we already have you on the calendar for that one. You sure do. Looking forward to that conversation, but in the the meantime, uh, folks can make that um, tax-deductible 
uh, contribution to PAVE, and it would be to PAVE, or do you have to spell out PAVE, which stands for, don't tell me, protect, advocate, validate, and E. Um, you, uh, you're, you're trying to give me some nonverbal cues here, but educate. I'm... Educate. Educate. <laughs> Sorry. So, so close. It's okay. I thought you were going to come up with it, and you said don't help you. So <laughs> I was going to give some ample wait time, like a good educator would, for you to come up with that today. Um, yes. So uh, formerly our... Our PAVE was an acronym that stood for People Against a Violent Environment. And although that's not a bad title, um, we wanted to focus more um, less on the violence and more on the opportunities to avoid said violence. So protect, advocate, validate, educate. Um, and yes, you can certainly give a capital donation. If you're writing a check to PAVE, if you want it to go to the new shelter build um, and that project, it would be great to put on your memo, capital campaign or Burnett Street building, um, you could designate it as. Um, we have some really generous donors who also understand what it takes to run um, a domestic abuse shelter, um, just operational costs, uh, keeping the lights on, keeping the driveway shoveled, things like that. Um, and they will often write, just use this for whatever is needed or oh. operational expenses. And you can always tell who those donors are because they've they've been a trustee at their church or they've, they've dealt with old buildings oh. and uh, lots of needs before. Will the idea be to get rid of your old building when you move into the new facility? Eventually, okay. yes. Yep, we well, won't have our, our old shelter anymore. Um, but in the meantime, we're actually working on um, fixing it up. Uh, it was in need of some TLC. And so we have today there's some uh, flooring going in over there. Oh, great. That'll be uh, much cleaner and uh, up to date in that building. So where are you at at the fundraising for the capital campaign? Have you reached your goal? Do you still have a we little bit of ways not. to go? <laughs> we have not reached our goal, and we do have a little ways to go yet. Okay, yeah. so folks should uh, folks should step up. Absolutely. Uh, and, of course, we'll, uh, we'll be able to learn more about you, not just in our community comment before Sweet Thanks, but um, as part of the Good Karma Brands, John Moser Children's Radiothon. Pave has been a wonderful partner of ours in that for low these many years we're going on year 26 and i've got you guys probably been on for 80 to 90 percent of that if i'm not mistaken i believe so so that was uh the first grant i actually submitted uh, as my new role as executive director was for the john moser children's radiothon grant excellent um i believe that was submitted around 10 p.m on january 31st the (laughs) deadline so um i think i got everything in that i needed to and um look forward to hearing if we were accepted into that program. I'll again. put a good word in for you. Thanks, Greg. I'll, I'll see what I can do <laughs> for you there. So um, in terms of uh, the uh, the facility, now this is Dodge County's domestic violence shelter is how I know we've kind of always kind of talked about you guys, but you do so much. The, the, the region, your outreach, your footprint is so much more than that. It really is. Um, we had some offices in Watertown uh, somewhat recently because we were covering Jefferson County as well. And we are no longer covering Jefferson County um, quite that far out, but we still cover Watertown, um, whether it's the part of Watertown that's in Jefferson or in Dodge County. Um, we have a really great relationship with the Watertown Police Department, um, responding to calls that they have, uh, where they have permission to call us to advocate for 
folks that they are working with um, who have called in or who they've been on the scene with. Um, and I and I can also say a great relationship with Beaver Dam. Um, we we get calls from the prison and we get calls from Dodge County um, Sheriff's Office. So a really great relationship with law enforcement. Um, and um, yeah, the the footprint is pretty much Dodge County for right now. The phone number, if you've got a question or a comment for our guest here on today's community comment program is 920-885-4446. And we uh, do have a, uh, a caller with a question. We'll go to the phones and say, good afternoon. Welcome to Community Comment. Hi, Craig. How are you? Good, Tyler. How are you? Well, I heard um, Emily mention about the LBGTQ. How would you go about, like, getting someone if they don't know if they're bi or what? to come out as it or how to tell the parents Mm, advice there yeah okay tyler great question um so so my recommendation would be to empower that person to decide on their own timeline if they wanted to reach out to us that's certainly something that some of our support groups could address um just listening, kind of discussing with a person what their timeline is, what their ability, what their willingness, um, and what their, you know, what benefit would they have in terms of being open with their identification. So um, we have a teen advocate. Uh, so if it's a younger a youth, um, that would probably be a good fit for them to speak with our teen advocate, and then also that underserved population advocate. Um, would have some probably good expertise in that area of how to empower this individual. Um, but I think, you know, part of it is just talking with them. If you're someone that cares and wants to help advocate for them, um, asking them questions. And when we talk about the services that are provided by PAVE here in the uh, the region, and, and you mentioned LGBTQ plus uh, the community there, the um i mean that that seems like maybe more so than some of the other dynamics you've got an opportunity for uh infighting within a, a couple in that situation you might have a possibility of abuse of a parent to a child uh, but i imagine uh, societal bullying may have to be uh an issue there as well is that something that your advocates encounter absolutely uh we have some good relationships and we're trying to build some of those relationships with the schools um, I've met with Wayland Academy's head of school, um, and I have actually a pretty exciting program coming up. Um, one of our advocates who usually does sexual assault um, advocacy or prevention advocacy uh, just attended a training recently, and um, really cool training that was brought to us, uh, f- and we've actually had PAVE staff go to it before, but she went somewhat recently, and her name is Holly. And Holly went up to Green Bay just two weeks ago to the Wise Woman Gathering Place uh, to study a training program called Discovery Dating. And she was trained to facilitate groups, classes, and um, sessions with individuals. And this was a group that was a grassroots women's circle um, that met for years at a kitchen table with Alice Skenendor, who is a native woman in the Green Bay area. 
Um, and basically, these women brought together children. Um, they brought food to share. They shared their talents and their curiosity. And they put together a program about how to educate, um, as parents, how to educate their children, how to talk with teens about relationships. Um, and uh, she put this whole program together. And uh, it's not just about dating. Basically, it came from the... Um, the Wise Women Gathering Place was about teaching respect, belonging, and peace. Um, and they did this study up in the Oneida Reservation where they did a five-year program for eighth graders. And they taught this discovery dating program, um, this curriculum. And then they had another group for this five years of eighth graders who did not participate twice a week in this discovery dating program. At the end of it, the community showed that out of the 157 youth who participated, uh, they there were five pregnancies, um, unplanned teen pregnancies. And out of the 136 students who did, um, did not participate in the program, there were 32 teen pregnancies. So they found that teaching boundaries, teaching self-worth, teaching... Um, having these this rapport with adults and with peers really seemed to help kids and teens stick to um, their their plans of what they wanted for their future and how they wanted to treat their bodies and each other. Um, so uh, what we're doing with uh, Holly's permission to take this discovery dating program and bring it here to Dodge County is to work with um, a support group uh, by choice where teens can participate and um, learn, you know, respect of their own bodies, respect of each other, uh, learn about red flags in communication with other teens. And she's putting together a group that we are calling, I can drum roll it here. This is our big announcement, Craig. We're calling it the 111. Oh, okay, nice. I like that. It's our address. Yeah. Yeah. But it also emphasizes the importance of one person, I would think. Yeah. Um, and it's uh, we're kind of equidistant between Beaver Dam High School and the middle school. And oh. Holly's going to be doing these groups that are open to youth age 13 to 16. So okay. kind of end of middle school, early high school before they're driving and off, you know, on their own. Um, and she's going to start it on March 9th. And it'll be from 4 to 530 uh, every Thursday through April 14th. So about six weeks that she's going to spend um, hanging out with some kiddos. And I think there's going to be some food. I think there's going to be some, you know, some pull for teenagers to want to hang out. And then she's also going to do an adult version of the same dating type group. Um, not dating as in they're coming to meet other dates, but uh, dating behaviors and healthy dating practices. And that's going to start on April 27th for adults and run through June 1st. So we're going to try it out here in Beaver Dam and, and see how it goes. And just to clarify, are these um, are, do these classes build upon themselves uh, or are they kind of self-contained and if you go to one like one session one session you're good yeah so um i would want people to try to invest in you know being at a full session for the six weeks if they have you know and they're going to be gone maybe for spring break or something like that uh, fine to miss a class um but i would say they'd want to 
get the full curriculum. Now, is there um, is there any type of registration people should be aware of for they that? They do not need to register, and it's free of charge. Okay. So, um, again, those kids ages 13 to 16 every Thursday, uh, starting March 9th and running through April 14th from 4 to 5.30. And also an opportunity to, I, you know, especially for these kids to, to talk about some of these things in their peer group is have got to be a, a vital importance, I would think. Absolutely. We've had... Uh, We've had calls from some school social workers asking, and and we have answered those calls, to come in and meet individually with some kids, um, meet during their health class time, um, just about, again, um, how to respect um, each other in dating. And uh, Holly is also going to, I think she is talking with Beaver Dam School about, uh, Beaver Dam High School, about doing one of their elective classes I believe it's called Adulting 101, hmm. which sounds pretty great. Um, and it's it's kind of a healthy choice class for kids to take. And she would be running this curriculum with, as part of that class as well. Some great things to keep in mind there. Information on this would be on the PAVE website or social media pages? Yeah, either way. Um, you can hit our, our website, which is PAVE DC, as in Dodge County, or our Facebook page, which is just PAVE I think I, uh, you asked me how long the program was going, and I think I indicated till about one, but I've got a ton more questions to ask you. Can you stick around a little bit I past sure one? I sure can, you bet. All right, well, um, I, I still got a few minutes before uh, we would have to take a break, so let me ask you about the uh, the survey that relates to Teen, uh, teen Dating Violence Awareness Month. Uh, it's uh, it's my understanding you've got this, uh, this kind of quiz on your, your Facebook page about uh, love, respect, um, explain to us, if you would, what that is all about, what the goal is, and, and what people are going to find if they if they seek it out. Sure. Well, I'm glad you asked. Of course, a lot of teens right now during community comment are probably in school today. Um, and so the folks listening on the radio are more likely going to be loved ones of teens uh, that might want some extra help, kind of like the caller we had earlier. What would be some advice? How do I talk to my loved one? Um, how do I share concern maybe about how they're being treated by a dating relationship um, or the choices that they're making? And so although I, I've sometimes heard from my own teenagers that Facebook is a mom social media platform, um, we do <laughs> attempt to use it um, for this crowd, and sometimes kids will hop on there. So Trisha is our family advocate for domestic violence um, and survivors, and she has been updating our Facebook page during Teen Dating Violence Awareness Month. So right now, if you go on, I think her last post regarding Teen Dating Violence Awareness Month was a quiz that people can take. Um, It's just a love is respect quiz where everyone deserves to be in a safe and healthy relationship. So you can, they used to be called Cosmo quizzes in magazines when people read magazines and you could take a little quiz to see if, you know, that haircut was the right one for your personality. (laughs) Um, This is a lovely short quiz uh, to see, is your relationship healthy? You can answer yes and no to just a couple of questions, and it'll let you know if you need to maybe look a little deeper into your relationship or um, or relationships and decide if it's really something that is healthy long-term for you to stay in. Well, what are some examples of some of the questions that folks might encounter? 
Oh, goodness. Um, well, let's see. Uh, there's a couple just um, statements that it is given after you go through your questions and answers. But for instance, one of them is, if it sounds too good to be true, it probably is. Um, sometimes um, you'll get into uh, questions online about jobs. And there's a there's a couple sneaky ones out there. So they sometimes um, will be job offers in fields that are typically hard to break into. So if you're getting a lot of answers like, hey, we'd love to have you, um, you're a shoe-in for modeling or acting. Um, or if you get a... Oh, hi. My bad. Sorry Craig's about that. Craig's producing. He's doing everything here today. You know, juggling a, a lot of... Uh, uh, Flaming bottles. Or a something. lot of things. It's yeah. sort of like you're the executive director of Good Karma today. Well, I, I, I feel like it a little bit sometimes. Uh-huh. Um, <laughs> so with apologies for that's that. That's okay. So, um, you know, things that, that just seem like they might be a little too easy to get into probably are not the real deal. Um any kind of offer to date or any offer for a job that's in a remote location, a faraway state or a foreign city. Um, It could be that someone is trying to lure that person into isolation away from their family and friends um, to, to victimize them. So indicators, you know, any kind of false job promise, a high pay that doesn't seem to match the description of the job, um, high salary for a typically low-paying job. Those are all big red flags. Yeah, human trafficking being what it is, and, and now that we sh- seem to be shining a spotlight on it more, and it, it seems to be getting uh, e- even, even trickier out there with the rise in social media and the Internet in general, um, you know, it's, it's good to see that uh, there are organizations like uh, PAVE out there that are, are trying to educate the public on this. Uh, we frequently have guests from Five Stones, Dodge County, um, who talk about human trafficking. Is are, do, Have you guys had any collaborations yet as it relates to this type of thing, Five Stones uh, and, and PAVE? Yeah, PAVE and Five Stones um, go, go pretty far back. Okay. So um, we're absolutely working with the same agencies. Um, our, uh, we have a board member, Heather Johnson, who's on um, the, the Beaver Dam Police Department. She's one of our board members. Um, and certainly we work with Five Stones and do, do all of the human trafficking prevention that we possibly can. Again, you can go to the uh, website uh, or Facebook page for PAVE and um, take that quiz on uh, teen dating violence awareness. The, um, you know, the thing about teens is they could be a little tricky sometimes. Uh, as a parent, it's not always easy to be able to communicate with, uh, with your teenagers. Do you have any, any advice, any insights that you could give to broach some of these difficult subjects with uh, those teens in your life? Yeah, I mean, I I personally think that a lot of, at least for me personally, um, with my teenagers, when they have safe people in the community or people that are associated with their sports, their extracurriculars, um, school, um, an outside agency, you know, kind of not to say leave it to the experts, but referring it to the experts. Um, if if my kiddos can be involved in something like this 111 support group, they are going to be more likely to ask questions or maybe spill what's on their mind a little bit easier with their peers and with an expert than they want to with their you know, family, with their brothers and sisters around, with their parents. 
Um, so really promoting those relationships outside of the family, I think, and not keeping them so so isolated. And again, that 111 workshop is uh, coming up uh, beginning on uh, Thursday, March 9th, and continuing on Thursdays through April 14th for that uh, that age group, that 13 to 16 age group, uh, that um, this could benefit so much by being able to be to be part of the um, uh, the phone number. If uh, if folks out there need to reach out to Pave, maybe they need to provide it for somebody else. Uh, texting line, phone number, website. Give us some of the information that we need to know. You bet. Um, so our crisis line is a local number, and again, you can text it, you can call it. Uh, it is 920-887-3810. That's 920-887-3810. Um, and then also you can hop on our website, which is www.pavedc.org. How's everybody doing at uh, at Pave? You know, this is a uh, this is not an easy job. Um, what you guys do, as as I had mentioned, or I don't even have to mention. I mean, it it kind of goes without saying. Everybody holding up okay? I'm glad you asked uh, <laughs> because it is a tough it is a tough job. Our staff hears really hard stories. Um, very rewarding place to work in terms of helping people and advocating for people and witnessing people find their power and their resilience and um, and becoming successful or maintaining success. You know, you mentioned earlier, Craig, that we are not just just a shelter. It's not just a house to go stay in short term. Um, I would say that is a, a portion, maybe not even half of the portion of what we provide in services at PAVE um, in terms of outreach, uh, other resources, and our support groups. So we have ongoing support groups that people can come to long after they've moved maybe back into the community um, or have found long-term housing that we can assist with. Um, and so I think that rapport and having those support groups is really nice for our advocates because they get to stay with people and see how they're doing and continue to check in with them. Um, I have read and heard and seen uh, since I started at PAVE that the average number of times someone needs to leave or try to leave a violent relationship is seven times. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, that's a lot for our staff to have somebody find their power and fig, you know, figure out where they need to be and find a safe spot. And sometimes they get, they get drawn back in again. Um, and that can happen multiple times. So the staff that we have that have, have walked that walk with people a few times are a resilient staff. Um, I will say we have quite a bit of turnover. Uh, and I am hiring for shelter staff, so we're especially looking for people that would be interested in working second or third shift because we keep our shelter staff 24-7. Is that a volunteer position? Um, I have some volunteer positions for that, and we also have paid positions. Okay. What's the, the best way to contact you guys again if you're interested in that? Um, as far as employment, I would say an email to me is going to be the direct, most direct right, route, um, and my email is eshire, that's E-S-H-I-E-R, at org. Or they can hop on Facebook, and we have our job postings on our Facebook page as well. 
a wide variety of volunteer needs. I, I imagine if somebody brings a skill set, you might you whether they're good with a hammer or they are able to talk to people on a phone, whatever that may be. I imagine would be something that you would be able to utilize. Absolutely, we need people that have clerical skills. We need people that are good organizers. Um, I of course jumped right on it. I don't have a volunteer coordinator um, staff person right now, so I'm that. Mm-hmm. Um, but of course, I had last week several volunteers over helping with hauling out old carpet and um, moving files around, and um, we've had some people shoveling and trimming bushes and all kinds of things. A volunteer to coordinate your volunteer needs. Yes, sir. Well, that would be lovely. That would be, uh, uh, a, again, a, an opportunity to give back to your community. Uh, Emily's email address, again, is eshire, S-H-I-E-R, at pavedc.org. The um, the uh, phone number again, uh, the crisis line number nine two zero eight eight seven thirty eight ten. We've got a texting line too, if I'm uh, if I'm not mistaken. You mm-hmm. still have that three four four zero one two three texting line. Um, we do, but uh, I would prefer the eight eight seven thirty eight ten. So it's a, a direct line. Folks can call now. That's twenty four seven three sixty five, isn't it? It is. But again, another reason why volunteers are are so needed at uh, at Pave in Beaver Dam. Uh, Emily, we've we've covered a lot of ground today. What do you want our listeners to take away from this conversation? Oh my goodness! Just that there's tons of opportunity to help out, um, and. I have such appreciation for the folks that have stayed with PAVE and donated to PAVE and hung in there with us for capital campaigns and building projects. And, um, you know, we have had people at the end of the year that send us a check for $10 and some some really sweet Post-it notes saying, I'm sorry, I can't give more. This is what I can give right now. Um, it's just really delightful that people would would take the time and try to maintain their pledge or their commitment to this organization. So I have immense gratitude for them. Um, We're working really hard at PAVE. Uh, I have somebody new hired coming in and um, a couple other positions to fill, not only the shelter staff positions, but also a bilingual advocate to fill. And, but in the meantime, uh, the team is, I, I promise you, working 24-7 <laughs> um, all year long, and I just have such gratitude for the hard work that they are doing and um, what more we could be doing. And and we're not full yet. So I had the sheriff ask me last week, you know, do you need some time before we have your advocates come in and train our officers, um, our deputies in in you know, how to handle some of these um, cases. And I said, absolutely not. Let's get on the calendar. Let's do it. Uh, Prevention is key, and especially when it comes to teen dating violence. It's such a prime opportunity to work with our youth um, in prevention rather than waiting till they need to call us in crisis. Well, I want to thank you very much for joining me today. Thanks, Craig, for having me. Once again, that is Emily Shire. She is the new executive director for PAVE in Beaver Dam. PAVE standing for Protect, Advocate, Validate, and Educate. Want to go through some of those uh, phone numbers that we touched upon throughout the course of the um, conversation today. 887-3810. That's in the 920 area code. 887-3810 is that phone number. Maybe you're interested 
in volunteering, maybe you're interested in following up on some of those uh, paid opportunities there are for uh, for needs in, in the shelter as far as staffing is concerned. Maybe you want to make a donation. P.O. Box 561 in Beaver Dam, 53916. That P.O. Box, again, is 561. If you want to make a check payable to PAVE, that is a tax-deductible donation. Don't forget about the 111 Workshop. Discovery Dating is what it's called. Uh, maybe you want to get some of your kids in there, or you're a kid yourself, and, and you want to learn a little bit about this. Ages 13 through 16, uh, that program is going to be starting every Thursday from March 9th to April 14th, 4 o'clock until 5.30. Adults have an option as well every Thursday beginning April 27th and running through June 3rd, that from 4.30 to 6 p.m. Again, pavedc.org online for more information. Our thanks to Emily Shire, the new executive director. That is going to do it for today's Community Comment.